Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. And I'm James J. Moyles. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Last week, we wrapped things up in Hateno Village and started our journey towards Akala. Jay, what are we going to do this week? Well, this week, now that we're nestled in the Akala region, before we head up to the Akala Research Lab, let's check in at Tarrytown and see what's happened there with the town that we built of our own two hands in Breath of the Wild. I've been having a thought over the past uh, the past week getting ready for this episode. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have been cool if um, they'd made it so that Tears of the Kingdom can detect your Breath of the Wild save file? And if you didn't build Tarrytown, it's not there. Ah, see... Yes, on a sense that it's, it'd be cool to have more of a uh, like a knock-on effect of what you did in Breath of the Wild having an impact on the world in Tears of the Kingdom. No, because I think it's a little unfair to have players miss out on a fairly substantial chunk of content because they didn't own the previous game. You know, like I think... Oh, yes. That, that would... Oh, no, no, so um, my thinking was if you didn't have a Breath of the Wild save file, it would just give you... It would just act as if you did everything. But if you actively had a Breath of the Wild save file that didn't do Tarrytown, then it would oh. it would um, <laughs> I get what it. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah then yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't want to screw over players who didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, that's your own fault for not doing it. Then absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. Or like, imagine if you'd started the quest and not finished it, and then when you get there in Breath of the Wild, it is the kingdom. There's just like half the buildings. <laughs> Well, what I was thinking is, like, a, good, a cool way to have done it, like, on that point would have been, um, you know, if you didn't have a save from Breath of the Wild, or, or if you had done the quest in Breath of the Wild, for example, that the time would still be there, because they would have still made work on it, but it mm. would not be as built up and nice looking as it is in yeah in, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears so rather Kingdom. than having those kind of, like, prefab houses that they've got, it would be more kind of, like, just wooden shacks. And say we're yeah. working on, um, we're working on you know building up the town, um, and you would still have like for example we'll talk about it during this episode the uh, potential this episode at least the uh, the house that you could get as as, as Link's mm. house, but and they say maybe but maybe they'd say oh we, well rather than having just one of the houses we've already got we're gonna have you test you know the houses we're gonna install here in the town something like, something like that. You know, maybe that's a bit too much more work, but that's we're just theory crafting yeah. here. We're just spitballing ideas. Yeah. Just yeah, because they did that one thing with the horses. I was constantly waiting to see what else they would do that detects your breath of the wild save, but it's basically nothing. Yeah, like it is a little sad in that sense. It is strange as well that the one thing that they did carry across was just your horses, and it makes me wonder if at some point during the development they had plans for more crossover from Breath of the mm. Wild. And this is one of the first things that they, they included in the game. But, yeah, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more. Hey. Well, that's that's so often the case, like, in um, the Oracle Zelda games or in a lot of the Pokemon games, 
one of the things that does often get cut in development is complex intergame reaction, mm-hmm. like interaction. Because yeah, I'm sure it, it always seems cool on paper, and then once you start trying to program it, you're like, oh, this is a huge pain actually. <laughs> that's it. I mean, well, that's one of the reasons Mass Effect is so beloved is because. It was designed to do that. And then even then, it ends up... Ultimately, they can't make it change that much stuff. Yeah. like, But I because... still think there's enough crossover from game to game that you do feel you're... you're right, that's because the game was designed that they put... Exactly. They probably found a way to put like markers in the game that's like, you made this decision, this decision, this decision. Yeah. That it's easy, but <laughs> Breath of the Wild wasn't built for Tears of the Kingdom to easily detect what you did, right? Exactly. I don't think at the time of development they probably had didn't weren't thinking they were going to make a direct sequel to this game until it no. popped off the way it did. Well, yeah, because um, I think they've they've on record as saying that Tears of the Kingdom kind of started life as a, another DLC. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't know that was actually something they'd put into put into the world there. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I guess sort of the they were just going to add the construction stuff as like a new. A new mechanic for DLC, and then it became its own game. Mm. That probably definitely added a lot of fuel to the fire to the to people that were going, "Oh, but it's just another DLC for Breath of the Wild." Yeah, I think they've all shut up now. Yeah, mer- <laughs> mercifully, mercifully. Um, yeah. So, speaking of Tarry Town, let's potter down there, shall we? And uh, yeah, we left off to... last week at the. South Akala Stable. Yes, after solving the the mysterious chicken riddle. And you can basically just head downhill from there. You get to the Torin wetland. Mm-hmm. And Tarrytown is before you. But uh, before that, there's a whole bunch of half-constructed mechanisms to deal with. Yeah, so it's it's uh, effectively a, a dig site, right? Like, that's what's... Mm. What's effectively down here in these kind of lower area before you get to the main part of Tarrytown. This is where a, a big chunk of stuff from the skies clearly fallen and landed and embedded itself up here. Um, and interestingly, directly above here, there is a collection of islands um, with uh, the Sokola Sky Archipelago. So perhaps that was a bigger chunk of land maybe maybe a more substantial island before it all broke away and became an ar- a sky archipelago that could be the, could be the case there um but all if, if that's the case it all landed here and uh the hudson construction have been making very good use of it as we'll see when we get closer to dairy time yeah seeing them actually like literally digging up bits of zonai technology brings to mind the um like the Guardians and the Sheikah tech from the previous game much more because that was all like underground and they dug it up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also like a, a gachapon here as well. That's One right. Yeah. One of the yeah, few that's at the surface. That's right. There's a little, uh, there's a little quest here. Very, very quick quest. I believe it's just a, a lad from the Zonai survey teams taking an interest in it and he, Wants to know how he how he can get to the sweet sweet gacha pawns inside the gacha pawn machine, and uh, if you chuck a zone I charge in there, he'll kind of watch you do it, and he'll know what you'll that resolves the quest. So it's just a quick one. 
Yeah, it, it, it is a quest pops up, quest complete kind of quest. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I guess it is possible to get there and not have the Zonai charges, but you'd almost have to go out of your way to do that. The only thing I can think of, re- the reason why this quest was put into the game is in case somehow a player hadn't figured out how to use the gacha machines or missed the bit on the Great Sky Island right at the start. Well, I mean, I've explained it. there are probably players who came from Breath of the Wild and had a very Breath of the Wild mindset and just didn't do much sky and much depths. Yep, every chance. Then they wanted to port across the Tarry Town to see the fruits of their labour. Yeah, so they're probably they're, they probably have to put in various little things to be like, hey, maybe you should go up or down, not just the four directions you went in the previous game. Mm. It's the nature of like designing an open world game. It must be such a minefield of decisions to make. Like, how do you? It's not like coding a Mario level where you can you know gently introduce mechanics like like for example the, the obviously mario super mario brothers is just such perfect game design for sort of like a first player like they know they'll learn to jump over the goomba they'll learn to yeah yeah, yeah. you know oh yeah like books. it's it's such documentaries a and essays design. have been written on yeah. super mario brothers one one exactly. right exactly so it's it's but it it makes sense like on a game design level even not as a game designer like i can understand the decisions they made like, I couldn't fathom how you would begin to go about designing a world and how you would, you know, introduce these mechanics to the players and make sure they're not overwhelmed or you're not making a big, massively stacked tutorial at the start that bores them, and but you still want them to engage in the mechanics. It must be so difficult. I think with Breath of the Wild, they absolutely nailed it. Like, I think the the plateau was such a perfect, like, the open world in microcosm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, because they're even after we've done the Great Sky Island, there's still so much more it has to introduce. That's why we keep finding mini tutorials for things that we've kind of already figured out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they've had to just pepper them through the world because they're not sure where you're going to end up first. Even like little mini games and things like that that the player will engage with that still kind of teaches a mechanic and things like that. Yeah, or very often we'll do a shrine and we'll be like, oh, this shrine is here to teach us the thing we're going to have to do in this area. Little things like that. Correct. Yeah, correct. Whereas I I think Breath of the Wild got away with not really having to do as much of that. Other than a couple of combat mechanics. Yeah. Not, yeah. Um, Which they did include in that shrine near Kakariko, I believe, is where it was in Breath of the Wild. You kind of got yeah. your combat tutorial shrine, which is, you know, on the main story path that a lot of players will learn it run into. So, um, but speaking of um, mini games that introduce or reintroduce mechanics that the player might not be aware of, um, just kind of north of the overall sort of dig site area, and again, not going into the Tarry Town quite as of yet, there is this big kind of open field with a sort of like raised platform and a little sort of um, like awning underneath, like just next to it there with some, uh, there's a couple of Gerudo there and uh, and a, a Zonai survey team instructor. And uh, if you go across there, you'll get a side quest, 
which is just a very fun little mini game. Master the vehicle prototype. Yeah, they want you to basically build a little truck for them and show them. Oh, they've they've built it right when you get here the first time. They just uh, need you to show them how it works. Well, they don't. They they've built basically a, a little car that they can't steer because they don't. That's right. They don't. You have know to teach them steering the steering sticks. devices exactly. Yeah. Which I'm. Uh, I mean, I haven't checked this. I'm actually going to check it right now on the map. But I'm going to bet that they are in. Yeah, they come from that gachapon. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> Nice. There we go. World design, <laughs> isn't it great? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, the, the the you attach the the steering stick, and they're all um, the the guy from the the, the Zonai survey team's amazed, and uh, one of the Gerudos is like, "What? How'd you do this?" And then the other one's like, "We need to race now." <laughs> She just absolutely yeah. loves it. She's so keen to get to get going. <laughs> well, um, we met the Duchess of Downhill previously. This one is the um, she's the Duchess of the Dunes. Yes, so she was in Breath of the Wild as well. Yeah, she was a uh, sand seal racer, right? Correct. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> so she's still got the need, the need for the speed. need for speed. Yeah. Um, so once you've done that, you will uh, unlock the next kind of stage of the side quest, which is the Tarrytown race, which isn't really a race as such. You're not racing um, Tally. The, the the the. No, it's like a time. It's a time trial. It's a time trial, exactly. Yeah, um, it's a but, it's a but, race but, in the on. sense of like um, I forgot the name of the game series, so I can't make the joke. Trackmania. Rather than yeah. in the sense of like need for speed on Mario Kart, we are ramming each other off a track. Yeah, but I think I was lulled into a false sense of expectation that I was going to get an actual, I was going to get Super Zelda Kart for a second. <laughs> but I think it would have been probably quite an ugly experience. <laughs> I don't know how that well that would work. Uh, I mean. Yeah, they could do it. I think they maybe even did do it with the um, the sand seals in the previous game. I but... can't remember if they did or not, but that's my. It was six years ago that, that game came out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It would have been fun if there'd been like a. An actual, like. Truck Mad Max style, everyone's in a big truck race. <laughs> but um, alas, but I enjoyed the uh, enjoyed this little time trial. It was uh, quite a bit of fun. Like I think I yeah, made because you don't have to. You you make your own vehicle. So I think I made the 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 test one that you make to actually unlock the race is quite a big chunky boy. So I think I made a a smaller, more manoeuvrable, uh, almost like a little cart instead of a, you know, monster truck that they built initially. Just so I could about the course. Yeah, I basically just grabbed a, a front and a back and stuck the steering wheel on it. I didn't do anything fancy. Mm-hmm. 
but the, they give you a very generous time limit. So, yeah, um, I think I think it's two minutes to be, to beat the course, and I don't remember it being difficult at all. Hmm. But um, it's a fun little diversion. Isn't it? Like, I do like having a few mini games to to distract me. But uh, this won't be the last that we see of the uh, the Gerudo Racers. But uh, more on that much later. <laughs> and as well as the the trucks and the race course, the other new construction you can see around here is there's a big sort of roller coaster course. Yes. Get you up to. Tarrytown. Now I can't remember. You have to pay to use it the first time, right? Um, I think you do if you're coming from Tarrytown. <laughs> That's it. You get up there, and then he complains that you didn't pay. Yes. Um, and if you go, if you if you do pay um, uh, and then go down, the guy at the bottom is like, the guy cheat at your money again oh i need to stop doing that or something along those lines like but i don't i don't know if you have to pay him coming down and i don't know if there's a way to well i mean you can't just glide down right like that's the other way you can do it yeah it's pretty possible to not use the um device on the way down (laughs) yes and in but, fact, uh, um, getting around paying him is something we'll have to talk about later. Uh, yes. For uh, Madison. Oh, yes. Oh, there's also, <laughs> um, uh, well, before we go into anything else in Tarrytown, like if you, once you do get up to the Tarrytown itself and you get chided by that guy, um, he does have a very, um, a very interesting glowing green crystal. <laughs> for sale yes <laughs> um, i actually i remember getting the crystal i can't remember which where the shrine it's for is it's um kind of like around it's, it's, it's across the water almost so oh yeah yeah, it, yeah it's it's tucked in it's like, like in by the corner there falls. yeah 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 um so the way well, it's quite a fun quest. So initially, like when you first, he says, "Yeah, I'll sell you this rock, a uh, hundred rupees," and if you agree to that, his wife turns up and she's yeah. like, "She's like, you're ripping him off. It's just an old rock. Sell, sell it at half price, um, and then fifty rupees." But then you still have to pay on the twenty rupees to use the real car because you need to get this big mm-hmm. rock down the down to the bottom. Um, but when you do that, you can. Um, you can then make a like maybe a, a, a fan boat or something like that with the crystal attached to to go across mm-hmm. the water um towards uh jo- jochi ihiga shrine which is just a right yes blessing. just right yeah, yeah of course rouse blessing but, it's, but it's yeah i guess also. now we are up in Tarrytown itself yes and it's which, uh, uh, yeah has certainly grown since the breath of the wild days indeed indeed um yeah it's uh they've got a whole construction well, this is the base of hudson construction <laughs> this is where they yeah. operate out of and uh meaning that you got- can find a little collection of the 
cutouts of the president. It's great. incredible, yeah. So, like, the, one of the first buildings that will probably draw your eye as soon as you arrive up on that roller coaster, um, after coming from the, the, the dig site, that is, is directly to your right, is like the, the main offices, and there's just stacks and stacks of uh, cardboard cutouts of President Hudson. It's incredible. And you can, yeah, you can move them, attach them to shields, attach them to weapons. It's so good. It's great fun. First time I did that and I saw like the shield change to like the President Hudson shield or something like that. <laughs> Just yeah, loved it. Um, I haven't met Addison since I've had the shield and I really want to. <laughs> I don't oh, even think he'll say anything, but... I've never, I've not done an interaction with, yeah, I genuinely don't know. You'll have to let us know if you find out. Yeah, I will do. There's a cute little, um, like, if you go, like, I think if you ascend or do something like that around the HQ, there's like a closed, like a door that's like jammed closed and you can't open it. And if you somehow get, and I think you have to ascend to actually, there's a tunnel, no, sorry, there's a tunnel um, underneath the town. If you ascend in the tunnel, um, mm. it's, it's a cave, you know, but a bubble for a cave and stuff like that. Yeah. If you end in that cave, you'll end up in at a certain point. You'll end up in this room that's that's, that's closed, and mm. the reason that it's, it's the doors jammed shut because lots of uh, corporate cutouts have fallen. Oh right, yes, yeah. She actually <laughs> asks you to do that as like a quest. Is it an actual quest, or is it just like a little like? No, yeah. She, um, so I dis- I discovered it because. I tried to get into the room from the outside, and she said, like, oh, yeah, we can't get into that room, it's jammed. So I deliberately went and did what you're describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you did it the other way around. Quest log, but... And no, I'm but yeah, sure she does ask you to do it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 it might not... It might not be listed, but yeah, it's a, it is a task that she asked you to do. Because then you can access those Hudson cutouts. Yes. And yeah, this is the house, as well as being the main office, it's obviously the house of... Um, President Hudson and his wife, whom we got married back in Breath of the Wild. Yes, uh, it's cool seeing that they're, you know, they're having a fairly happy, happy life together. Um, well, and I guess we've talked a lot about right, right. How long has it been between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom? They've had a daughter who is not an infant. Yeah, it's like she's got to be like a, you know. Five, maybe? <laughs> I mean, she's Five almost or... as tall as Link, but she is a Gerudo, so maybe that's not saying much. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she's whatever Link age it is, they have to go and live in Gerudo Village. And Link is a short boy as well. Yes. Um, I would say, yeah, five. Like, I don't know if there's an actual confirmed age for the character. There probably is a line somewhere about how old they're meant to be when they go live in Gerudo Village. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's that's her whole little plot line with her. Is Yeah, she was born outside of the village, but Gerudo of a certain age go and live there. Um, before to be part of their whole, like, women-only culture before they go out and find their own man. And that's we have, it, yeah. to, have to help her prepare to leave by studying some of the Gerudo language so that her mother won't feel so alone. Because <laughs> at first we meet her, we think she's just studying because she needs to speak Gerudo. But mm-hmm. actually, she wants the village to speak it, which is kind of cute. 
yeah, um, there's a real tinge of a real bittersweet energy to this whole quest, and we'll get to we'll get to the resolution. But uh, uh, yeah, so you go upstairs and she's like studying it in her room, and I think it's um, she asks you to firstly practice with a couple of people in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, you then join a little a little Grudo Grudo vocab class. Yeah, like community. And after that, she wants to go and help her dad at work. Mm-hmm. And this is when we have to um, block the view of the guy running the the rail car so she can sneak on. Yes. So how and did there's, that... there's only one way to do it. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> Just build a little little collection of Hudson, present Hudson's in yep. between him and the car. Yep. I mean, I, I, you probably could do something clever, like I don't know, a puff shroom or or something like that, or like you know, or just move boxes. But you've come on, if you're not if you're not using those cardboard cutouts, you are doing it wrong. Factually, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And then yeah, she you go and speak to her again. She'll run past. Go down to her dad, who's been basically anytime you speak to him during this whole time, he's just moving around looking at different bits of Zonai equipment and going, hmm, what could this do? This spinning device, I wonder what that could be used for. <laughs> oh, this big balloon, what could that be used for? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, now that you've brought Madison down to him, Hudson wants to build her a special balloon to take her safely to uh Hmm. Gerudo village. And uh, something I didn't mention, she's repeatedly talking about her miss son. Her miss, yes. (laughs) God. Like, I'm sure it's a really happy family, but dear lord, she's going to have to do some adjusting when she gets to Gerudo town. (laughs) I love that she's got Hudson's big weird mushroom haircut. Yep. Is that genetic? Is that like how her hair just grows? No, 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 no. He insists that she cut it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe she insists that she cuts it that way and he actually hates it because he doesn't like that. (laughs) She does love her dad. Yeah. She does. Bless her. But yeah, to uh, finish off the balloon, you have to give them um, sundelions to make it yellow. Yes, because she wants it to look like the sun. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the resolution of this quest is... I can't wait till um, the new book by the author of uh, Boy in the Striped Pyjamas that talks about yellow dye being made from sun to light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But yes, the resolution. Um, one of the scenes I think I'll remember most from this game. It's it's a really um, tonally 
quite poignant scene. Like, more so than I expected from Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Because, you know, the, 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 the story of Tears of the Kingdom has it's had some cool moments and, you know, it's cool seeing a lot of these characters. But this was genuinely quite emotionally affecting. Like it, I mean, know, there are... This, this whole kind of last scene where they're, they're gently drifting across the sky, the sun rises and... And they're, you know, Madison and and Hudson are sharing that moment together as a family, and um, but Link's also there. Link, Link's <laughs> there too, you know. <laughs> I mean, he built their town. Like, come on, he deserves. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> um, and like, but it's also really bittersweet as well because this Hudson's not going to get to see his daughter for presumably well over 10 years mm-hmm. and that's I mean I know it's their culture as the Grudos but it's also really sad hmm. and it's, it's something that seems seems weird and fantastical to us now but historically there was a lot of that right like kids being adopted into different families or you know, being sent away and you base like, like obviously I moved to Japan, but mm-hmm. in, in this, in this year and age, I can call my family pretty regularly, right? Like I've never yeah. gone more than a couple weeks without calling them and having a little video chat. But mm-hmm. if I'd moved to Japan tw- even just 20, 30 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. 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 I would maybe telephone them a couple times a year. And then a hundred years ago, what am I, I'm writing them the odd letter. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, maybe if you're lucky, they'll visit once every few years or something. You know, like if that. Um, yeah. But um, or you or vice versa. But uh, so that yeah, if you were in you know, quote unquote Zelda times, whatever that means, where some people ride on a horse and use a sword, but also there's robots. <laughs> um, um, if you went to live in like ago, another village, in a kingdom far, far away. You went to live in another village that you, you you wouldn't see your family for years at a time. Yeah. So it is it is a real moment. And I suppose like the real kicker is that even if Hudson did you know take the journey out to to Gerudo Village, he's not gonna be allowed in. He's a dude. Yep. Well, we'll get to that when we get there. Well, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, like just. After um, the the Gerudo escort arrives, because because um, I don't think she actually travels in the balloon to Gerudo Town. Like I think that actually no, they just have a little trip for to say for a memory, then, yeah, to have to make a you know a memory though that will last with her for so she won't forget her dad after ten years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, when the Gerudo escort comes to pick her up and they're all waving goodbye. And then I can't remember the exact dialogue there, but does his wife not say something like Ronson? That's her name. Does she not say something like it's okay, honey? Like you, you know, you can you can let it out now. Like you don't have to be strong. Yeah, he he says something like, um, oh, "Did I do a good job? Did I keep a smile for her?" That's it. And like that really tugged at my heartstrings, man. I was like, man, 
<laughs> the bit so that got hard. me is actually before that, there's a little bit where he says like, oh, you know, you can come visit any, and then stops himself because he, he can't say that. Yeah, you'd be lying to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is very real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, really nice little moment. And yeah, yeah as someone yeah. who has, you know, I did move far away from all of my family. Mm. Um, and for the most part, like, I've been all right with it. I'm pretty independent. I left home when I was 19. But I do remember the first, like, almost the whole first month I moved to Japan. Because, for listeners who don't know, um, I saved up money for a year. And then I just flew to Tokyo with no plan. (laughs) (laughs) It worked out. It did work out. But the first, like, two weeks was just one long panic attack. (laughs) And I was genuinely just thinking, like... I miss my friends. I miss my family. What am I doing? I don't speak Japanese. This is insane. <laughs> and it basically wasn't until I left Tokyo, went to Kyoto, that I calmed down. Because having grown up in the English countryside, Tokyo being like the biggest mega city on earth was mm. a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, I can expect. Yeah, especially with the idea that you're going to be living in this country <laughs> as well. <laughs> But then once I once I tasted Kyoto vibes, I was like, oh no, actually, I do want to stay here. So yeah, it's a it's an emotion I get, and it you're right, it is. But I I think this game has quite a few little poignant moments, mm-hmm. but they tend to be quite epic, right? It's like yeah, this this city's gonna die, and the children are having to take care of themselves, or you know, things this with kingdoms more. and princesses, and yeah ancient magic whereas this is a very small little human moment it's very grounded right like yeah for for a fantasy world like it is a more real it's a, it's a family story right like it's something that a lot of people can relate to you know or at least understand that's... the emotions within the story if even if they've not experienced that whole idea yeah. of moving away themselves zelda games have always had like little human side quests but it's nice to see one in this game. Like Majora's yeah. Mask, obviously, is famous for them, right? Yeah. Even other Wind things. Wind has like, little moments. Yeah, like I was just the first thing that came to mind when you talked when you talked about other games was in Wind Waker with um, Link's grandma when you return to Outset Island after being yeah. away, and she's kind of there's a little bit of like you know dementia settling in almost until she kind mm. of you know you lift her out of that 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 sort of fugue state that she's in and she she kind of gets a bit of life around her again um because she's seen her family again you know she's not been left alone and that yeah that tugged your heartstrings as well but uh yeah props to them for this quest line it's it's a really good one and uh well worth it well not just for the story that you experienced the, the story that get you experienced you know helping madison and hudson but the rewards is pretty decent as well. It's one of the more substantial rewards you get. Yeah, so we mentioned just like last week or the week before, we were in um, Hatano Village where Link had a house last time. Yes. Um, which has obviously been taken over by his missus. So now he <laughs> needs a new man cave. <laughs> that he does. And... Uh... <laughs> The fine folks at Hudson Construction are more than happy to oblige. I I feel in a rare break of character for me that I should point out that I'm being ironic 
and that I don't call my room my man cave because I'm not that much of a knob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of that bit in the, the Stuart Lee Top Gear routine where he like looks into the camera and says like, now, I know it is a shame to break character and clarify this, but hopefully it will save us a lengthy exchange of emails. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, we can build a house. Uh, a dream home, as they call it. Yes. A That's Mojo it. Dojo Casa house. And uh, you've got to go speak to Grantason. <laughs> um <laughs> At a plot of the land, kind of southeast of the village, up on a hillside, um, which does have a shrine next to it for easy access to your dream home. Um, so before we actually talk about the house, we should probably talk about uh, Rasitakiwak Shrine. So that's which... the one up on the mountain overlooking Tarrytown, right? Yes, it's right next yeah. to where your house plot is. Um, ah, okay, yes, and it is. It's the useful fast travel sign for this town, basically. And <laughs> this is uh, proving ground uh, vehicles, which uh, you're going to be building a car with spikes yeah. on the front. It's a really uh, fun yeah. one. It's Mad Max, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, uh, we kind of spoke about this. Was it last week with the? Uh, shrine where you build the little um, laser Roomba friends. Yeah, the little robot was guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I really enjoyed, and I enjoyed this one as well because it's you know another chance to this time rather than building robot wards, it's scrappy challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which... I think we've said this before, but the scrap keep challenge could be how you describe this whole game. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. for listeners outside of the UK or. Less than 30 years old. <laughs> um, Scrap Peep Challenge was an old TV show in the UK where contestants would basically be given a junkyard and they'd have to construct something to complete some challenge. Um, and yeah, it was very Tears of the Kingdom. It was also incredible and I miss it. It was it was great. I'd imagine it's probably on YouTube somewhere if you wanted to. Oh, I'm sure you can find it. clips, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of it was, like, insanely dangerous, what they did. That's why it was so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, fun trying that one. Very much enjoyed it. Being, being up, just being up for some robots of a car. What's not to love? Yeah, the uh, the Proving Grounds have generally been a lot more interesting than the old um, Test of Strength in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, um, the test is strength for just a mini boss, right? Like just a fight against a tougher guard. Like a yeah, and it, guard. there was there was like a lesser, middle, and greater, but other than that, they were identical. Yeah, and they, whereas at least there's like a ten of each across the game with these proving grounds. Um, which I mean, of course, it's going to work. They've just taken what some would say is probably the best side quest slash shrine in Breath of the Wild and giving you ten little pockets of it. Yeah, 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 by making it more of a Eventide Island thing. But then they, they mm-hmm. tend to be like a specific mechanic to each one as well. Yes. Because Breath of the Wild did the um the first DLC, right, was those Eventide mm-hmm. like, chambers. 
Um, uh, but Master, Master Sword Trials. The Master Sword Quest, yeah. But it didn't have as much weird little unique touches as this one does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No robots allowed. <laughs> Except for the ones you're fighting. Yes, exactly. Well, no, no robots allowed. you got to fight them. you got to beat them. <laughs> All right, yeah. But yes, Grand moving Sun on to... has the uh, the Princess Rosalina hair. Yes, it does. <laughs> that's not... I thought you were about... <laughs> that's not the point I thought you were going to move on to make. I thought you were... <laughs> so yes, if you speak to Grantison, this Princess Rosalina here... He'll kind of give you a little, um, <clears throat> a little uh, sort of tutorial on how you're going to build your house, um, because it's not just here's a house, give us rupees, and you know we'll upgrade it slowly but surely. You're buying little prefab cubes mm. <laughs> that you're going to literally glue together with Ultra Hand, and make your house yourself so it is literally your dream home within the scope of what they sell but um you can then yeah, yeah build, it is you know, it is a lot of fun it's very i mean it's it's more customization in a way that you can get away with in like animal crossing yeah because animal crossing you're just adding rooms on right what you what you can do within those rooms is more more advanced than what you can do within the rooms of the, the dream house here, but the actual structure mm. of the building you're making is obviously a lot more freeform. Because you could have, like, I don't know, four, like three floors of rooftop garden or like a really wide, sprawling, kind of one-story house with, like, you know, different wings onto the house. Like, you'd have an armour wing and a kitchen wing and a, you know, bedroom. Well, that watches you. I think you can, you can um, even add your own little stable and stuff. Yes, um, so it's, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, of course, one of the first things I did was make sure I built um, armor and weapon storage just to stock the the yeah. rare the rare weapons I've been getting. Well, and also, there's almost a bit of me that's like, I just want to put a bunch of my armor in there that I'm not going to wear, so I don't have to shuffle through it every time I want to change into <laughs> the stuff I actually do wear. Yeah. Especially with all the old Link outfits and stuff, there's a lot of outfits in this game. I definitely think what, what I did is I'm pretty sure I put like the um, like the the old Link outfit, like the tunic of the white, tunic of the twilight, and tunic of the sky stuff like that, and put those sets in a little room. Yeah, because it doesn't really feel right wearing those in Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild to me. Anyway, that's yeah. not this Link. It's like um. It's like an Iron Man where he's got all his old suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, my mind went to Batman. (laughs) I initially went Batman, but then I I kind of doubted myself and thought, does Batman do that? (laughs) He definitely does in a lot of the comics and stuff. Mm. But yeah, Iron Man definitely does it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like some of the rare weapons and things. But for example, like the the Great Eagle Boar, the Boulder Breaker that we spoke about on past episodes. You can yep. mount them on the wall. 
which is literally exactly what I did in Breath of the Wild with a house. I was going to say, I did it even more so in Breath of the Wild. Cause yep. Just got those four weapons and that was that. Mm-hmm. And I think I put a Hillian shield up as well, because felt right. Yes. Although you can get more than one of those, so I would also use them in battle. Of course. Damn good shield. Mm. And then there's still a couple yeah. other quick little quests we can get down to in Tarrytown. Well, one little thing is about the, the house building there is I just mm. wanted to point out that you, you've got to keep your house within the boundaries of the plot because he's he does a health and safety inspection every time you yes. like, complete your build. And he's like, ah, nope, that, that's outside the boundaries. You don't own that land. You better move it. That's not safe. I, mean, I assume that for... There's like technical reasons they do that in terms of the game, oh, yeah. right? Because exactly, like they can't have it out with them. Otherwise, because like we talked about before, right? If you could just build stuff all over Hyrule and it all saved, uh, the game would grind to an absolute halt. Well, so that's what happens. They've, they've in, made um... that small area of the map is mm-hmm. editable, and it can save. That's why, um, like for the example, like like Skyrim, for example gets more and more broken the longer you play it because they do keep the world state. Yes, they're saving too much stuff. Yeah. And the game just slowly but surely does not agree with that at all. (laughs) Not that it's even the most stable game in the first place upon upon loading, upon boot, but still. Yeah. Like, I think we talked about the... um, One of the reasons the Blood Moon is in there, right? So the game doesn't have to remember... Yeah, just refreshes. Which enemies you've killed forever. Exactly. And yeah, he probably also has to check that the rooms are going to fit together in a way that Link can walk in between them all. Mm -hmm. I do like uh, the symbol for the house on the map as well. Is uh, At least it isn't on this interactive map. I don't know if it's on the the in-game map as well. The house, um, it, the, like the roof of the house is like uh, Hudson's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so that it makes the symbol almost look like a toad house, actually. Yeah, it's like where the, um, where you would get some special extra powers in a Mario game. On yes, the the, the, that's it, the toad houses. Yeah. So yeah, now we can head back down to Tarrytown proper. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we've freed up Matheson from the stresses of his daughter moving away, we can start a new quest with um, the monster guy. Kilton, is that his name? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he basically wants to build a little zoo of all the monsters <laughs> in the game. <laughs> that he does. And uh, Hudson's like, yeah, sure, man. Whatever. (laughs) That sounds fun. Yeah, I I kind of... Because he's saying, like, oh, you can help me talk to Hudson when he's... I thought there was going to be some convincing, right? But no, he's just up for it straight away. (laughs) Yep. That's it. That's it. Um, Great fun. So the first monster... Basically, what he's... The way he wants to build this to do is he realises that yeah, it's probably dangerous to actually have the monsters themselves in town um, so they're going to make sculptures of them um, mm. which Hudson's going to be the one that actually is going to 
sculpt the the monster models themselves. Um, and this is the idea behind this is, um, well, Hudson wants to do it because he's just looking for something to distract himself after his daughter's moved away. Um, Kilton wants to do it because he wants to bring the populace closer to monsters because he's just a freak like that. <laughs> he wants people to be less scared of them. Which, like, yes. would make sense if, like, this was the Pokemon world. But, like, these monsters are, like, they, beings they will... of evil summoned by the Dark yes. Lord. Like... <laughs> they, they will kill you. <laughs> like, no qualms about it. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not your friends. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, Kilton. I know you want them to be. But this so basically part... ends up being um, your photography quest, essentially. Yeah. Um, big, big vibes of the photography quest series in Wind Waker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in figurines. Breath of the Wild, there is the like encyclopedia and you take photos of the monsters, but there's not much of a reward for it, really. I can't remember if it was what there was one, but you do get rewards for doing this, at least. Yeah, well, and you get the reward of a big suit of monster statues, which is very cool. <laughs> Yes. Um, so he, he he goes through five that he'll ask you to to make take photos of first. So it starts with a Bacoblin, and then it's a Horriblin. Mm. Next is a Battle Talus, which we've spoken about already, I presume. We must have met one. Yeah, but I I, I don't know if we have. But yeah, the battle taluses is when there's a, a stone talus with a little construction on top of it, and there's some goblins, moblins living up there. Um, I sure remember they were a big, there, yeah. they were a big showing in the earliest trailers of this game. Yeah, they were a big teaser moment because you had, um, and I think they were in one of the later trailers. They showed Link on a big, massive construction, like battling the battle talus. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. Because um, I, I remember around the time we were starting to see more of this game. Like, that was one of the first things. So like, look, here's something that was definitely not in Breath of the Wild. Yes. So that was and, uh, a big deal at that point. Speaking of something that wasn't in Breath of the Wild, the next monster you asked for after that is a Frox. Hmm. It's an interesting one, because that's down in the depths. How does he even know about them? <laughs> He's a freak. I mean, yeah, Kilton <laughs> definitely jumped down there just for funsies. Yes. <laughs> And the last one he wants a photo of, I don't know if we should speak about yet. Oh, okay. I because it doesn't sound like if you've done this. I haven't completed this quest. No, I mean I'm sure I've met that monster, but hmm. I don't think there's any monster in the game I haven't met. Cut, cut this if, if, if you want okay, to. Okay, tell me. Okay. Oh, okay, right, yeah. I haven't yeah. killed one of those, but I know about them. Yeah. And yeah I don't know where we're actually going to speak about them, but not yet. Feels like that's something we should tackle. Oh, yeah, they're in the sky. You fight one, yeah. There's like they're in the sky. There's actually one in the depths we should talk about because there's a whole area called down in the depths. Ah, cool. Um. So we'll probably speak about that one when we do like a depths wrap up or something like that. But yeah. 
Um, so yeah, when you finish each of these quests, including the mysterious last ones that are teased, <laughs> um, he'll give you various rewards. He'll give you like um, a bridle for your horse. He'll give you bottles of monster extract, which is what we used in the schoolhouse quest back in Hatero uh, Village. Um, but you're not done. Well, you you are done with the quest series after this. However, he will allow you to just give him pictures of any monster in the game. So, if you want to have, um, if you've taken a picture of a boss enemy, I'm pretty sure you can chuck some of them there potentially. Um, like Octorox, go for it. <laughs> He'll sculpt one for you. And then you can just make your own little... I consider like a little monster diorama of sorts. That's mm-hmm. what I felt like I was making. A little scene. I actually went just this past weekend to a... Um, there's a dinosaur park at the edge of Nagano. Right. Like, I'm sure you've been to one as a kid. Just, you know, a park full of big models of dinosaurs. Don't know if I have. It doesn't oh. sound like something I can remember being to. I went to one in Wales when I was a nipper around Snowdon. Uh, but this one is just free to enter. It's just on the side of the mountain. There's just like a park and it has like 20 odd big life-size models of sort of inaccurate 70s versions of dinosaurs. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it's great fun. Um, although Mercy was upset because as is often the case, I had undersold how much walking was involved in visiting there. But you said on the side of a mountain. I already had an idea that it's probably literally on the side of a mountain. Yeah, but to my mind, it's like, oh, it's right by the train station. You barely even have to walk up a couple of, you know. And she's like, no, Luke, we're hiking up a mountain. You should have told me. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, uh, those little dinosaur parks are what this place reminds me of. Mm. Did you, um... Have you at least did you get the have you got the Horriblin statue in your game so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I've got the um, the first couple. I found that like that one like a real pain to actually like. Well, there's that little cave there, especially. Yeah, right? yeah, but you can't see. So you can um, fuse or attach any of the statues to anything. Like, you can mm. only really alter hand and place them. So depending on and i found this to the case as well depending on the pose that you got the monster when you took a picture of it they might not stand upright very easily either <laughs> so <laughs> you can have some real wonky looking sculptures but you know hudson's got to work with the material you give him so i guess yeah. the answer to my gripe there is take a better picture <laughs> yeah because i assume you're the same as me where the picture you got of a hoblin was of it hanging upside down Almost definitely, yeah. <laughs> Naturally. But even the ones that are like standing on the ground, like because they're kind of hunched forward, like they've got a bull kind of hunch back when they're standing up. Like, yeah, like my, my Bacoblin's kind of like screaming at me, so it's leaning very far forwards. Yeah, and like they'll end up toppling over quite easily, so it's, it's, it's tough. But I think once they're placed, they're like locked in place. I don't think you can like around with them. I don't think they'll just fall over by themselves. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just difficult.
yeah, with that, we're done with our adventures in Tarrytown. Uh, but we're not quite done with our adventures in Akala as of yet, as we've still to go up to the Akala Research Lab and recover whatever Robbie was looking for up there. Um, but we've got a stable along the way, we've got other adventures we can have, so yeah, plenty till to do in Akala, so make sure you join us for that next time. Until then, Luke, plug our shit. You can find this podcast on Twitter, at HyroleFieldPod. It's also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please do make sure you've given it a rating and a five-star review, and if you have Zelda playing friends, you've told them all about it. And then uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. Or if you'd like, you can give a dollar a month to help support the podcast and keep it online. And uh, even if you don't feel like doing that, that's a good place to go to find links to the other podcasts me and my pals create, like Luke Loves Pokemon, there's the Game Game Show, where me and Jay and a couple of our friends do silly little comedy quizzes about video games. And there's uh, some movie-based podcasts as well, like Films and Filth which was originally supposed to be counting down the top 100 and bottom 100 films on IMDb, but during the current strikes we've been talking about non-Hollywood movies. And uh, we just did a film about a zinc mine strike in New Mexico, which was the only film that was blacklisted during McCarthyism. Oh. For being too communist. And it's actually a very good film. Salt of the Earth. Good name. Good name for a movie. Uh, about a mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fortunately, I've received a message here with some sage words of advice. Um, I once cried because I had no shoes to play football with my friends. But one day, I saw a man who had no feet, and I realised how rich I am. Wow. So there you go. Thanks, Zinedine Zidane. We'll catch you next time. Bon anniversaire.